Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, March 1st. Spring here? I hope so. Do you read the Farmer's Almanac by chance? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, no. I don't know. You might have some weird quirk. Uh, I don't even know where to find one. I would imagine a bookstore, Amazon maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like nowadays. I feel like a library is like the only place where I would be like, oh, yeah, there's the. I don't know. Like a yearly? They'd have a yearly? Yeah, they probably would. Yeah, I think Okay. So. I used to work in one. You know, I used That's to true. You did. Yeah. I forgot about that. So I think, I think we actually do have librarian. one yearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, used to wear the, the glasses, you know. Apparently, the Farmers, Farmers Almanac said snowstorm in March. Spring's supposed to be around the corner, so I don't, I don't know about that, but. And I've never read it. I've just, um, it's very a dangerous game to just believe what Facebook tells you. <laughs> so you, so hold up. I don't believe it. Let's be clear about that. I'm just so some, somebody that you're friends with on Facebook posted this Farmer's Almanac saying that there was going to be a social. It posted, they posted like an article that was linked that said like oh, the okay. Farmer's Almanac says. So you're trusting somebody I'm not, that read I'm the Farmer's you. I'm Almanac. I'm not, I'm asking you. I'm saying to you, like, do you know? If it's true, you're like Caleb's spreading rumors. I am spreading rumors. That's my favorite thing to do. But um, yeah, no, I'm just curious because I, I, I wouldn't be too mad. I'd be a little mad. Yeah, I'd be mad. I mean, I, I would take snow right now over rain. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're kind of the a, same. Puts a damper on a lot of things. So, but if like, if it's gonna be wet, just make it snow. That's fair. I, I wouldn't have been mad if it snowed in January. I don't know why we just can't get. We're not asking for too much. Snow when it's cold. That's all. Or when it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. Like, why is it rainy and cold? It's like the worst. Yeah, we practiced out in the, like, because it said it was supposed to be done, like, with that precipitation on Friday. Mm -hmm. It was like sleeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess sleet. It was sleet. But it was terrible. I drove all the way to Kentucky and then to Memphis in the rain. As soon as we got to Memphis, then it stopped raining. I'm like, what? Yeah, dude, I haven't seen you in a week. (coughs) I know. We haven't seen. Yeah, we haven't seen you guys in a week. If. If you go, you haven't away, seen us. In if a you week. go, <laughs> I can see some of them. <laughs> if um, they're probably freaking out right now, like someone's like in bed, like not. Cool. We are the guy. Like, can't watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, out. yeah. If you're gonna be gone for a week like that, I'm gonna at least have to come over here on like Wednesday and just sit for like an hour. Just you can to yeah. experience just to make sure I'm in routine. Get in routine. Yeah. As as long as you love my dogs, I mean that's, that's all. I okay. Have. Yeah. Perfect. I'll do that. <laughs> um, we got a great show for you guys. Went over the Gators. wasn't pretty. They finished it out. That's important, though. We'll That's take important. it. Baseballs. Speaking of routine. Winning, Are they undefeated? Winning routine. <laughs> yeah. Can't imagine are. not cheering for a 11-0 team, right? 12. 12-0. 12-0 team. Can't 12 imagine. 12-0. Football news. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> NFL combine. Also, some, some Vols performed decent. Yeah. I mean, I think the combine should only raise you. I don't, I don't think the combine will ever. It should never hurt people's stock. If it hurts your stock, it hurts your stock with a bad team anyways. Like, it's not going to hurt your stock with someone like the Patriots. Yeah, I, I like so. how they do it so early. And then then you have the pro days where I, I guess you kind of get a baseline where you're at. Yeah. And then you get to go to, like, a place <clears throat> where you actually work out and work out for scouts. So Yeah, I, I like it. I think we'll see some numbers increase. I'm sure. But we'll talk about the NFL Combine. <clears throat> um, and maybe if you have any questions, like how we feel about certain like. 40 times in the combine. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Then we got some segments for you. Before we do that, though, Landon is going to tell you about our friends over at Commercial Bank. Yeah, guys. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank and their leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Nice. Yeah. That little, I don't know who did that. The official bank of the vault. I guess that was probably John Ward. No, not John Ward. Uh, Bobby Denton probably did that. Yeah. Nice. I like official. it. I like official. It. Officially what about, official. What about Bertle Camp's calls like, yesterday? Dude, dude. he's he's, he's awesome. electric. He brings it every night. Every night the Vols. I mean, he might bring it every night too, but he brings it every night the Vols are on. Love it. Love me some Bertle Camp. Yeah, he needs to do football too. Ah, Priest does a good job though. He doesn't do a bad job. His call when Jawan beat Tabor. Get you some of that? I think he said tease. Get you some of that? Tease? <laughs> I'm about to look it up now. If you know Bert, exactly what Bert said, is definitely like. Bert's good. Yep. Bert's good. He's great. I'm sorry. Bert's great. Um, 
Win over the Gators, though. Do Are we going to have to make Vescovi's family stay here for the rest of time? Move them here, move them to town? We're, we're undefeated when they're in town. When That's they're true. in the States. I guess we'll find out Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, they, no, they're going to be yeah, because they're going to be here for 10 days. They'll yeah. be here for the rest of the week, rest of the season. Oh, yeah, season. that's true. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we will. I, I haven't seen the video yet because I was uh, busy when they I saw the video. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I saw like I could I could hear it. I could see a little bit of it. And I was like, I'll just wait till later. So yeah, I'm going to have to watch cool. it. Um, that's, that's cool that his family's in town. That, that's it's It's wild that he, you know, I was thinking about it. It's wild that I know this isn't about the game. It's wild that he committed to Tennessee without visiting. I don't think he visited. No. And then without his family ever visiting. Like, yeah. That's a lot of trust in a coaching staff and just like want to. Like he yeah. jumps at the first time. I mean, it's a great opportunity. It's not like he jumped to the opportunity to play for a Division II basketball team when he has Division I talent. Like he obviously jumped at a great program, but it's still a lot of trust. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, I'm coming to school. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure. It's like, you've not even been here, man. <laughs> the women he saw must have. Oh he yeah, looked he looked up pictures like, of girls in Tennessee and was very happy. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'll yeah, be there. "Maybe they did like a virtual tour with him. Maybe, maybe showed him the the women. Maybe, maybe Brian Williams. If Brian Williams was his recruiting coordinator, then he certainly <laughs> yes. did. He certainly did. Um, <laughs> yeah, not the prettiest of wins. Not the prettiest. It was pretty at first, but we yeah. just nineteen point lead. Yikes." It got a little drop, but you got that folk splash in there to just how absolutely does he ever shoot? Does he shoot another three? No, he's done. Career? You got you, you got to be you go down as the greatest three point shooter of all time <laughs> if you just don't. Hundred percent, just don't shoot. Yeah, like the uh, I don't know. I mean, I realize it was late in the shot clock, but still, that's not typically how Fulgerson's going to do that. He's no. usually most days he's still passing that ball. Yeah, we're getting the shot clock violation. <laughs> that was wild. Well, so Viscovi. So it was late in the shot clock. Viscovi actually passed it to him, and he was, which I don't know why Fulkerson was at the three point line, still trying to run that motion offense up there. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> With two seconds earlier, of shot clock. I guess it was earlier in the game that he got the ball, and there was actually a shot clock violation. Really? Yeah. At the top of the key, mm-hmm. still. Yeah. He. I mean, he goes up there all the time. He's he has the ball wide open all the time there. So, yeah. and everyone's like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> yeah, which now every time he gets the ball. They're gonna like try to get him to shoot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm kind of for it, but I'm with you. Go down as the best. Yeah, go down as the best. Did you see the the picture? Yeah, the picture is all time, all time. Hang it, it's incredible. Did you see the video Grit posted of the guy looking at Viscovi? I don't think he's like. I mean, I guess he was looking at Viscovi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's kind of weird. Can't bite your lip uh, watching college basketball. I'm choking. <laughs> and you can't do anything without somebody catching you. No. <coughs> Caleb's dying over yeah, here. Take you, take you a little swig of that. That's Mountain Dew. I don't, MD. I, I don't know why I bought a Mountain Dew, but I was like, I need some kind of like caffeine and soda right now. So I went to the old Bilo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or the sperm count. Love yeah, that. Exactly. No babies. <laughs> None. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you can't be mad at our starters. Almost everyone in double digits. You had to. You yeah. had to. Yeah. You, <laughs> you didn't get no anything from your bench. Which, I mean, your bench didn't play much. Did we sub at all in the second half? I think through, like, the last 10 minutes, maybe. That's insane. I don't – I think Plofsic played, like, one minute. I think that was it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Josiah James played all 40 minutes. That's crazy. Bowden, for him to be out. Like, Bowden, I mean, 38. Pawns, 39. Yeah. And that's that's ridiculous. I mean, that's it's not good. No, I guess it I mean, worked. <laughs> yeah, you got to win, but I mean, you can't expect that to happen no. every night, especially if like you do have hopes of going in the SEC tournament and then mm-hmm. potentially somehow winning it and making it to the NCAA. Well, you can't have guys playing like you won't do it that way, right? So it's kind of weird too. Like Devontae Gaines is playing a lot better and plays yeah. what five minutes? Did I read that right? Four, Four minutes? minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was weird. I mean that. I guess it just, that just goes to show that Rick Barnes has zero trust in his bench players. Yeah, which by their resume so far this season, I, I definitely understand. I mean, but Gaines is getting better. Jalen Johnson, you never, you may get a thirteen point night, you may get a zero point night with yeah. one rebound and one assist. Nothing yesterday, which he only played for four minutes. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely no trust there, and it, I mean, it's definitely kind of understandable too. Like, you've got to produce if you want to get on the court, and mm-hmm. the the time they have been on the court, like how much they produce. 
Kumwa is very up and down, mostly down. <laughs> he has a few yeah. up nights, but not not many. They're yeah, few Plov- and far between. Plovsic played three minutes. He had two fouls and a turnover. Plovsic, can he dunk? Your guess is as good as mine. I have no clue. Hmm. I wonder if I if he would uh, pick me up and don't let me dunk if he won't dunk. Like you know, like they do with little kids. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he'll do that with me if, if he's not. Oh, you're dunk. like the the bench warmers. They're like, oh, I want a little man too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, uh, folks, splash baby, first of his insane. career. That's the for that to be his first career attempt. No, second, second career attempt. He tried one against Arkansas. Okay, so he's fifty percent. Still greatest yeah. three-point shooter of all time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone better. Grant Williams, he didn't shoot many. He might he, be. He, he might 50, be better. He ain't fifty percent. You don't think so? No way. I mean, I can only remember a handful. And then he went to the NBA and. and okay, sorry. <laughs> and college, college, college. No, there's no way. I'm gonna look it up just for fun. <clears throat> I mean, well, I'm with you. It's probably not fifty percent. But right? I mean, like, let's go back to last year. Watching John John Fulgerson. For how athletic he is, he's so uncoordinated. Yeah. And and it's it's wild to think about him just like, oh man, I can't wait till this media timeout or the media or or just a timeout so we can sub him back out. Right. Like we were all thinking that. And then for him to to be he's he's gonna be an all SEC player. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah. I mean he, he might not be first team, but he's definitely gonna be second team. Right. Grant Williams has a campaign going to, to make him first team, though. So yeah. There's a Push, chance. Pushing. There's a chance. I love it. I mean, 22 points. Mm, he's 29% uh, in weeks. He was 51 from the field, though. Wow. That's pretty good. I mean, I know a lot of his shots were close, but still, like, in range close. So, he had 22 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Eh, he didn't do a great job rebounding, but they did have Kerry Blackshear. And then who is who is their other guy? Jatobo, Jatoba. I don't know how to say it. He actually visited Tennessee last year. Um, ended up going to to Florida. Florida had a lot of like familiar Ryan names. Williams attempted forty six threes his senior year. He attempted quite a bit. Forty six oh, though. His junior year he did. Like I mean that was his last year. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess he did. Forty six. There's quite a bit. That's in. I just. I can only remember a handful of times him shooting. Yeah. From three. That's in, that's insane. But yeah, like the, a bunch of guys. Kerry Blackshear, you know, it was between us and Florida. Trey Mann was another one that he, he took an official visit to Tennessee. It looked like we were kind of in the driver's seat there. Quest Glover. I'm glad he did. I mean, I'm, partly due to him not having many minutes, I'm glad he didn't just have the game of his life. Right. Yep. That would have that sucked. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Quest Glover's game. So I'm, I think it's fair to ask, like, is, did Kerry Blackshear not come to Tennessee because he didn't want to face Fulkerson? Oh, absolutely. Every imagine going every day against Fulkerson. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> like I legit like it's I legit think he was scared because like one of Fulkerson's bones would just like pop out of his arm, just like sticking in Kerry Blackshear. I think he was legit scared. He was nervous that like he was going to get punctured by by hurting John Fulkerson. He would actually in turn be hurt. Right. Okay. And could die. Could die, yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Those jagged bones. Don't want to get impaled by John Fulkerson's elbow. <laughs> yeah. Fulkerson is always on the ground. I, I, I wish there was a stat that you could, like, him getting shoved to the ground. I love when his arms. And he goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite football. I mean, he gets, Fulkerson like, move. he literally gets knocked down, like, 15 every, times a game. Every possession. Every offensive he's possession. He's like, he's do you remember. Down. I guess in middle school, a lot of the girls that played basketball wore like knee pads. Yeah, yeah, like the volleyball knee pads. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel like get him if, some. If he, yeah, if he wore those, like, be like, it's fair because he, he's on the floor that much. That's probably not a bad idea. I'd say his floor to skin ratio, like mm-hmm. floor to the color of his skin ratio, is probably about even though. Like he's on the floor as much as a white guy should be. It's called effort, Landon. Look it up. <laughs> you got to set those screens, go for the loose balls. Yeah, I it's mean, charges. <laughs> yeah, book them. He does it all. I love it. Our defense is unreal. It's stupid how good our defense is, and then our offense can't score any. Because Florida was one of the best teams in the SEC, and we held them to 58 points. What did happen, though, in the second half when you just, you couldn't, there were a couple, like, I mean, there were 
they went on a pretty big run there where they couldn't miss. Yeah, and they just kept giving to Blackshear. Trey Mann made a couple baskets. I, I think it was just we're gassed. Yeah, I mean, that's probably it. I mean, there's, that's, it, there's a good chance. And if you know, like, even when we play basketball, like, you, you know there's no one subbing yeah. for you. Like, you, like, it sucks. Yeah, it's tiring. It's definitely exhausting. So, yeah, I just, mm. hey, win's a win. 63-58. We didn't turn the ball over that much. Only had nine turnovers. We forced them into 14. I feel like that was the big key to the first half was just we pressured them. And I feel like that's why we got so tired. We did such a great job on defense that the second half, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you wore yourself out. How many points in the first half? Eight, 18? So they had 17. 17? Yep. We led Oof. by 15 at the half. Um, we didn't let them score a basket for the last, like, nine and a half minutes. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Which a, a lot of people predicted because we, we play well against uh, offenses that pick a lot. So, a lot of people predicted that we'd, that we'd be able to handle them I think Vegas had Florida fairly. about one. Yeah, one and, uh, yeah, my, one, yeah, and, one and a half, I think. Like I think that. it's one and a half. But I, I think a lot of people expected our defense to play pretty good. And, I mean, it – you responded with like decent offense, yeah. enough to win, I guess. So like, that's a big thing. If our offense can just, we can't go on these scoring droughts. That's the biggest thing. Cannot go on these. Scoring and we droughts. shot fifty two percent, so it's not like in that time period we just shot terribly. <laughs> we were just getting the shot get shots off. off yeah. yeah. So I and mean, we can't do that. I mean, you can't go out to, you go, you almost gave up a seventeen point lead and a nineteen point lead in a week. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Couldn't do that if you're they, just. There'd be a lot of people, and I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but there'd be a lot of people saying Rick Barnes is out of here if he lost, if he blew the Auburn and the Florida League. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Especially if they lost and didn't sub anybody in the second half. Right, and, and there would be a lot of a lot of people saying paying him a lot of money. I mean, there still are a lot of people to say yeah. that. And a lot of money. I don't know. So, I mean, I understand the frustration, but a win is a win. Yep, a win is a win. You is beat a win Florida. You beat Florida four straight times. Yeah. I, I and I think if you know Rick Barnes, I don't. I don't think he's happy about it. So like, I, I feel comfortable with that. Like, I'm comfortable saying a win is a win because I know Rick Barnes is probably like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> not a win. Nope. We're not doing that. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Pretty Just wild. Jordan James the played the the best game he's we maybe played all season. I don't well, know all season, but definitely since he's came back from injury. Definitely since he's came back from injury. But I mean, seriously, maybe all. Maybe all season. What what other game do you think he's had as big of an impact? I don't know. I mean, especially the first half. He had 10 points in the first half, finished with 12, um, had six assists, eight rebounds. I mean, that's – And he's that, – that, That's a five-star game right there. Yeah, and he was one of the reasons, like, we got off to a big, pretty big spark. Like, he right. was – he came out – He wasn't. I wouldn't say on fire, but playing really well. He was aggressive. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's – And the, I, I think Rick Barnes kind of instilled that in him, was just like, hey, we need you to be a scoring option. Oh, that's absolutely one of the biggest things. I mean, that's what this team needs right now. Yeah. Uh, when, when he was aggressive against Kansas and – who was that next Tuesday night or Wednesday night game? Do you remember after Kansas? Was it Texas A&M? We lost State? that game. Maybe. Yeah, it was A&M. It was A&M. Okay. But he was – yeah, in the first, like, ten minutes against A&M, he was very aggressive and we played well and then – that went away, was, yeah, it was that. and we lose, we lose. Kansas, he's very aggressive the whole game, and we almost beat one of the best teams in the country. I mean – The number one team in the country. Yeah, at that yeah. point. They're, are they still number one? <laughs> yep. Okay. So, him being aggressive is is almost the, one of the big differences to winning and losing. It's like these little things that we're not doing that is keeping us from winning big games. You're not rebounding well. You're not moving people in the lane, and you're not being aggressive. Those yep. two things are really killing us. Which rebounding is kind of an aggressive trait. I mean, 12, 8, and 6, that's – people are like, oh, yeah, he's not a five-star. He's not putting up 20 points per game. No, a five-star is is impacting the whole game. Yeah. He's not, And he's not a scorer. He's going to – Yeah. I'm, I'm judging him not by – if he has a lot of points, I'm going, oh, that's an outstanding game for him. Mm-hmm. When he does stuff like that, I'm like, that's what he should be doing. Right. Week to week. Right. So – yeah, that's who we expected him to be, and that's who we need him to be. Yeah. And we need him to be more aggressive, and I'm sure that comes with a little bit of maturity. Um, he's probably more comfortable right mm-hmm. now making decisions playing slower because it's easier to make decisions playing slower, but we need him to play fast and aggressive. Yeah. So. Yeah, you look good. You I might mean, make I, mistakes I, like Muscovy I'm, I'm hoping. Does. I'm hoping that gave him some confidence to kind of turn the corner a little bit and see. Because these next two games, like you, you face the, I guess besides LSU, these last three games that you had, you face the top 
three out of the four teams in the SEC. Right. So you're and and you're gonna have to win out to win the tournament. I think we got a question on that, so I'll go ahead and get to that okay. real quick. Um, it is out of state VFL. He says, "Is there any way if Tennessee wins these last few games, they can make it in the tourney, or is it win the SEC tourney or nothing?" Mm. I mean, I, I feel like you put in the if you win these last two games, you win a couple, maybe make it to the championship and don't win it. I think you have a chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look up the bracket. But I mean, right now. they're they're gonna look more at the end of the season than the beginning of the season. Yes. So you know that middle section we just like crap the bed on on the teams we should have beat. Hopefully, like you're able to cancel that out with what you did later on yeah. the season. And, and that's the good thing. That is the good thing about having. We talked about how it kind of sucks to have this grind at the end of the season. But if you win games, it's really good for you. Mm-hmm. So and it give it gives you a chance. Like if you're playing Arkansas and Ole Miss this week you can ride off the tournament chances. Those wins aren't going to help you any. These are resume builders. Yeah. So if you do and so that that is good. So if you if you are able to go and win these games, then you've given your like you said, you've given yourself an opportunity. At that point now it's like, all right, let's win a couple games in the SEC tournament and now we're we're moving ourselves moving the needle in that direction. Um I mean even if it's a play in game. Yeah. Like I I, I don't know I feel like if, you, ten, if it's a playing game, you're there. Like you have yeah, an opportunity. And, and I feel like if if it's a playing game, like that's Tennessee is a team you don't really want to play. No, I mean I because they're they're going to compete with you. They've competed with everybody in the country, especially with the way we're playing defense right now. Like you're, if you win it, it's not going to be an easy win. Like right. you're going to have to grind it out. So yeah, I definitely that that would be a team I wouldn't want to play. We're only sitting at a 21 percent chance of making the tournament. It's not really saying what we need to. Yeah, I mean we're, we're definitely going to have to win the last two and probably win. Two or three in the SEC. Yeah, tournament. if you if you don't win the last two, you don't have a chance. That's right. that's so beat Kentucky first, and then see if you can see if you can make the team make a decision or the committee make a decision. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tuesday's game is the biggest game because it's at Rupp. Uh, it's a team you've already lost to, so then you then you get Auburn back at home. I feel like that's a much easier task in that regard because you. I mean, you were up on Auburn, right? And, and Rupp's. Or Kentucky at Rupp's gonna be tough, but it's also it's gonna it's tough to beat a team twice, yeah. a good team twice, and I think we're a decent enough team to at least give Kentucky some trouble. Yeah, um, it, I think it's good. It's a midweek game, um, it being right out you know three days after Kentucky's last game. I mean, I know it's three days after ours, but when you're when you're the underdog, it's it's much much easier to play in that short in that turnaround time. Yeah, because you're just kind of scrapping and fighting, and, and you're not really. I mean, there there's definitely some um, game plan, obviously to it. You got to have a game plan, but it's a lot more of just scrapping and fighting. Yeah. So it's it's good to be an underdog in that, and I like I think I like the short turnaround. It's definitely going to be tough. I like Auburn better because it's at home. Um, I, man, Bruce Pearl's teams are just not easy to. They, they're like they're never like you're never going to be the game's not going to be over till it's over. Right. It, I mean, you saw that the last time we played. I hate playing. I hate playing Auburn. I hate playing Bruce Pearl's teams. That's like I think that's one of the big reasons I would be okay with him being our coach because then you don't have to play him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Kentucky right now, they've won their last five games. They beat Auburn on beat Saturday. Auburn this week in a um, close game. Yep. So, they're playing as good as anybody in the country right now. Yeah. Um, so, got to go win that. I, yeah, you, you take it one game at a time. If you beat Kentucky, then you play Auburn. Yeah, I think it's easier to take it one game at a time too when you're in this situation where you have to. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have I'm nothing to lose. Like, yeah, maybe I'm looking at it too sim- You know, too simply, but like, you legitimately just to to even have a shot, you have to win the next one. So, yep. I think it should be a little bit easier. Can we talk about some SEC basketball real quick? Yeah, you mentioned, go ahead. You mentioned Kentucky uh, beating Auburn in a uh, pretty pretty close one. I think there was some questionable officiating, just like last time. Surprise, surprise. Seventy three, sixty six. LSU. Can you believe they're not ranked? Yeah, it's wild. it's wild. They've had some bad. I guess they've had some ugly losses. Mm. Sixty-four to fifty over over A and M. Vanderbilt doing what they do best, losing. <laughs> Ole Miss eighty-six sixty. They beat LSU though. They did beat LSU. Um, Mississippi State over Missouri sixty-seven sixty-three. Is Conzo on his way out? They give him another year, at least another year. I mean, who else is Missouri going to get? Like for real though. I mean, I know, but. 
Oh, it, Steve, it's not looking pretty. I don't I'm, know. I'm Steve Forbes. He's going to get him a job, and wherever he, I hope it's not in the SEC. No, I agree. If it's not the SEC, I hope it's when Rick Barnes and it's it's when he's gone and it's here. Yeah, uh, UTSU may have punched their ticket. I know Jesse Smithy. I saw him tweet. He hates that saying. I'm, I apologize. I don't know why. I guess because I don't know. It's interesting, but they uh, they may have clinched an NCAA tournament berth already without needing an automatic bid. Oh I yeah, they're, I think they're. Someone they they lost seven like four votes games? to be in the top twenty-five this this week. Hmm. So they're fighting. They're good. They're a good basketball team. Yeah, I'm glad we don't we didn't play them this year. <laughs> Might not have been good. Um, Georgia over Arkansas, 99-89. Alabama over South Carolina, ninety to eighty-six. The SEC continues to be just very weird. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. Outside of you know the Missouri and Vanderbilt, like we said earlier. Well, Missouri had a weird like what two weeks. Where they were playing really good. Yeah, they <laughs> they look like a decent team, and then right. What is a uh, so is Mike White like he sucks like it's it's obvious. You can't have he this sucks. Much. I mean, everybody said I think we talked about it on uh, last Sunday that this is the most talented team in the country. One of the most talented teams in the country. It's rated one of the highest. Yeah, and you, what are they? Four, eighteen, eleven. Yeah, that's lost bad. to your one of your biggest rivals for the fourth year in a row. Yeah, and, got, and they're like, oh, we have a lot of freshmen. You also got Kerry Blackshear, who's one of the best. An all-American transfer. And then I don't I don't want to hear, like, that's an excuse because Kentucky does it every year. Yeah. Duke does it every year. But they And they do it with younger guys. Yeah. They do it with 18-year-olds, not 21, 22-year-olds. Yeah. Who play college basketball. Right. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, they, yeah. have, they have a bunch of freshmen. Right. But, and that's, that's oh, obvious. Oh, okay. But I still, Talking about Blackshear and, and then they got here. Blackshear, yeah. who was like, yeah, they have no excuse no. to be to lose eleven and games. It, like, how many good seasons has Mike White had? Honestly, I hope it's not. I, I hope he stays at Florida for our sake. Like, I would yeah. hate for them to fire and fire him and go get somebody better. But, but is is like is Rick Barnes like their must champ to us or was? I guess I don't know. I, I wonder how they feel about him. I don't know. Is he like God? We just can't. We just can't beat him. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I love it. I don't know. It's nice. It's, it's nice to have like that curse against somebody, right? Rather than being the curse, you right. are given the curses. Yes. I guess we kind of previewed the Kentucky game already, did we? I don't know. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, that they're a good basketball team. You just got to go win. Just win, baby, win. I mean, the, their guards are—they're going to drive and and dish it out and, and get it to their bigs, Nick Richards and uh, Montgomery. So. Got to stay on them. Got to be able to defend. I think you did a good job of that last year. I think Kentucky was just more talented than Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And that's <clears throat> that was a, the big difference. We weren't able to knock down shots. You know, you had opportunity at the end. Bowden had a wide open three to put it within, like, one possession. Yeah. Didn't hit it. And, and so, it was kind of it after that. Right. Let's talk about some really good news, though. Baseballs. Woo! 12 and 0. 12 and 0, number 19 in the country. Another sweep, <clears throat> Raven. Yeah, that's, that your, that's your cue. Sweep. That's your cue, Raven. Sweep. You're listening. Sweep. Um, <clears throat> I mean, this. They're outscoring opponents 125 to 20. Um, they outscored George Washington hey, this weekend. Hey, 20. we just talked about basketball, and now we're talking about a 12 and 0 team, and you still haven't put that on. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I got <laughs> it out, and on. I forgot. Sorry, victory cap is on. This is for. Basketball and baseball. I know we've been used to you know not being able to wear it the whole show, but right. this week's different. Yep, this week's different. Um, so twenty four and four in the series against George Washington. Um, oh, <laughs> we got something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, we don't need that dustpan. We're sweeping it out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. It is a mess. <laughs> Are you gonna try to? No, I need to do that. Is, gra- is the moon, is gravitational pull just right tonight? Could be. Do we need hardwood? Is that the key? I think it is. is I, I think you have to have like an actual flat surface. I don't think it's ever going to stand on that. Oh, that was it's kind of. Um, but yeah, Friday and Saturday. Um, actually, before I do that, we're leading the nation in home runs. Are we? 22. Wow. 22 home runs. We've given up 20 runs That's so like, far this season. I mean, we knew our – we knew – the lineup was going to look much better this year than it did last year. And we knew we were going to be aggressive offensively. Yeah. Did you expect this though? Like 
We we knew we had a few power hitters, but yeah, I mean, not, it's, nothing like this level. And it's it's all over the place. It, it's it's your pinch hitters. It's guys that you know aren't necessarily starting. Um, right. That's able to hit home runs. So when you're able to hit home runs, you you give yourself a chance in every game, and they're just freaking raking. And the pitching staff is doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, I, and, and like I said, twenty. They've only we've only surrendered twenty runs this whole entire season. We have twenty two home runs and. You've played the number one team in the country too. Yep. Which I know. So that's it's not, not like really you're playing like no name teams. Yeah. Like you've George Washington was a good team, right? They, I mean, they, they hit the ball well. I think they've won thirty games the past two seasons. Um, they and, have a really good pitcher that started on Friday. Um, yeah, I mean they they just were a solid team. They don't have the power that Tennessee had, and right. I think that was the difference. But if you look at the the hits and stuff, they had some hits against us. They just right. couldn't put them together because we have such a good pitching staff. We're such we're so good defensively, and we just knock the cover off the baseball. Right, and I and you know it's a team like George Washington. You mentioned how they're not great, but they're not bad either. I mean, that's a team that if they grab a win, you're not entirely surprised. Yeah. So sweeping them is is quite the yeah. is an accomplishment, and sweeping anybody really is. But you know, a team like George Washington who could grab a win at some point in the in the series, um, you go out and sweep them. You have to come from behind in the second game to do it. Pretty pretty late, fairly late too. Uh, I guess probably more the middle of the game, but uh, still, to to come out and do that, which I know, I mean, I'm sure they're kind of feeling the pressure of an undefeated. I, I know it's early in the season; you haven't even gotten into conference play, but when you, especially when you go down, you you feel that pressure. Yeah, and last year they're they're sitting at the same place; they were twelve and zero. Yeah, so they've done it before. Yeah, the, now, the when way, you get to SEC play, then it's going to become a different story. You're going to lose some games. Yeah, in a lot of, I mean, in some SEC series, <clears throat> you may be just trying to fight to get a win. Not yeah, regard you know, <coughs> not just a series win, a win. Yeah, and it's good to be. It's good. I'm glad to see <clears throat> us. Uh, obviously, I'm happy to see us winning, but it's also good to see us having to come from behind to win, win a few games, one game. Yeah. So, but. <clears throat> You have that experience. Obviously, it's not as talented of a team as you would see in SEC play, but you're still fighting. You don't have the momentum. You've got to turn it, and you're able to do it. I mean, it just shows where, it just shows how much better our 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 hitters are this year. Yeah, absolutely. And the team as a whole, like you mentioned, um, coming from behind Friday and Saturday, George Washington struck first um, on Friday. Chad Dallas got the start. He went seven innings. He had one run, one walk, seven strikeouts, and only six hits allowed. Um, but like I said, they struck first. We're down one to nothing in the fourth. Um, we scored seven in the last two innings um, to get the win. Luke Lipsius hit a solo shot to tie the game in the seventh. Uh, we had a 3-1 lead heading into the eighth. Trey Lipscomb um, put the game kind of out of reach with a grand slam in the ninth with two outs. Um, so yeah. you kind of – you're up 3-1. You're thinking, you know, the game's kind of in, in our hands and you just like anything. Chance of them coming back, it was over with this one swing of the bat in the in the eighth, right? Yeah, so they so they came to bat in the ninth, and right? We, okay, yeah. yeah. So um, is that is that taken into consideration how we've we've lose we've missed a lot of innings because we've won? Yeah, we haven't really had to play a ninth so you, inning when you're a, when you're a home team. I don't know how many times we were the away team at the Round Rock Classic. Right. I don't know which one we were. Maybe two. So we played two. So maybe two right, games. You know, you think? played nine innings that game, but you're one of the best hitting teams in the country, and you're also losing a, a half inning. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if that, how that's taken into consideration when you look at statistics in baseball like that. But I mean, regardless, that's at minimum three batters you're losing a game. So. Yeah. So that's um nine nine innings that you or I'm sorry. Let's let's see six six. Oops. I guess six outs that they didn't have to get on you. So we were you only, got them out first. We were only the away team once. Uh, twice at the Ron Rock Classic. Okay. No, yeah, twice. So, so, yeah, that's... And we did score two in the ninth against Houston. Yeah, so that's six six outs that they haven't had to, like... Get against us, yeah. Or we've we've had to... Or they've had to get against us. That, that they've been bailed out of. So. Yeah. More than that, right? So, no, I'm sorry. So, ten. So... Yeah. So, thirty. Thirty yeah. outs, yeah. yeah I, don't, so. I don't know how that's taken into consideration because you know, <clears throat> it's obviously a good thing when you don't have to play the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. You, you always appreciate that. Uh, that means you got to win. But still, I mean, when you talk about being the best home run hitting team in baseball, in college baseball, I mean, that that just I think it, I feel like it should add to the impressiveness of what they're doing. Yeah. So, 
Absolutely. And Tony Vitello's February, which I know today, hey, got March off to a good start. That's good. Yeah. But Tony Vitello's February record is absolutely It's incredible. unbelievable. It's absolutely incredible. For his whole career here. Like, even the first year, you know, pretty rough year. February career was, or February record was still pretty solid. Yeah. So. Longwood on Tuesday. Yeah, Longwood name. on Tuesday. I, I do want to go over the the rest of the weekend. So, oh, yeah. Saturday, yeah. Um, you won that game 7-3. to three. Um, Chase Wallace got the start. We fell behind three to nothing um, in the third. Got one back in the third um, after uh, a solo shot from Gilbert. He went four for five on the day. Um, the freshman from Minnesota started at center field um, today. He actually um, he he was also a leadoff batter on Saturday and Sunday, and then also came into pitch for an inning. Um, okay. So the kid can absolutely do it all. Stole a couple bases today. Um, but I, I think he has a chance to be one of the best players to come through Tennessee in a long time. Um, but yeah, so we're down 3-1. Um, and then, yeah, that's right. We're down 3-1. And then Slari and Durkay, they had two hits on the day. Um, Slari had a homer. Durkay had a two-run single um, to tie the game in the fifth. And uh, he's... He's had himself a great start to the season. Didn't really start the first of the season, but just has, you know, kind of been a pinch hitter every now and then. And he was batting over, like, he was batting like 750 at one point with like 13 bats and like nine hits. That's insane. Um, so now he, he's earned himself in the lineup, and um, I think he's batting around 600 so far today. So I had a good day yesterday. Like I said, two hits, three RBIs, um, or two RBIs. And then Redmond Walsh came in. Um, he actually got the win. He pitched five innings, uh, two hits, and one strikeout. So I, when Redmond Walsh came in in the fourth inning, that was that was it for um, for George Washington. Like they didn't right. get like two hits through five innings. Like that it was boom, 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 boom. Like just mowing people down. So then Sunday, um, Hunley got the start. Uh, Jackson Leith came in, and then a barrage of kind of. Um, pitchers, like I said, Drew Gilbert came in, um, and Elijah Pleasance was another one that came in. Connor Pavoloni started things off with a two-run shot in the first, and then Luke Lipsius hit another home run. It was his second of the series in the fifth. It was a three-run shot to make it seven to nothing. Um, Lipsius and Pavoloni each had two hits and three RBIs a day. You know, s- some things with this team – they can hit the long ball like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, leading the nation. They're also being really patient at the plate. They're also walking a ton. Um, they're they're feel like they're they're letting the pitcher kind of come to them, not getting just like a one out or or a one pitch out. Like they're, they're gonna like make the pitcher pitch right. and throw. Right. Um, so when you get to like the fourth or fifth inning, you know teams might will will probably have to change pitchers at that point. They're not going to go the distance on Tennessee because they're so patient at the plate. Um, and like I, like we said earlier as well, just we have a great pitching staff, and we're mm-hmm. missing so many of those guys as well. We're missing Garrett Crochet, who is you know our ace, Will Heflin, who had a you know a great end to the season last year. Um, Jack Jackson Rackers, he was a six seven Juco pitcher. He was out for the entire year this year with mono. Um, you're also missing him. Camden Sewell was one of the um freshmen last year. He pitched a lot of weekday games, um, but still like you thought he would be able to take his next step this season, um, and has been injured. So uh yeah, you're missing like four four guys that would probably have be in the rotation. When do we get crochet back? Have they said? Is it? I know I, last last week I think we said, is it possible? It would, it I think would, the question was, do we get him back in by South Carolina series or? I, I think by South game. Carolina he'll be back. Okay. Um, maybe he can go now, but I feel like there's there's no reason to throw him out there against Wright State. Right. right. Um, I think you just wait till South Carolina at this point. Um, have him fresh, have him ready to go for that SEC play. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, I mean, the more and more I watch this team, I feel like they are the real deal. Because last year, you're like, yeah, you know, they're they're scoring a lot, but the, it's it wasn't like this, right? You no. know, it, it was it was close games. Um, you know, there there come times and games where we just like couldn't score anything, weren't getting hits. So you thought, you know, just 
not being able to hit the long ball with everybody down the lineup was kind of an issue for that team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in this game, you know, it's like I said, Pete Durke has come in and and pinched it and has one of the best batting averages in the country. Trey Lipscomb comes in and and hits yesterday in the bottom or the the eighth um, and hits a grand slam. So all these guys can hit. Yeah, we're, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm, that, I'm excited. Longwood on Tuesday, six o'clock. Yeah, and we. I mean, I. I it's always nice to see. I, I'm always. I mean, we expect it to be a better hitting team this year. But to be to be what we are is, is quite the. And we look good quite too. The, quite the improvement. Uniforms are good, dude. Those white. I have they shown those before? No, it was okay. Yeah, was I didn't new. think I'd. I didn't think I'd see them. Those yeah, look the, the outline and black outline looks so good. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking at them again. I'm looking them up again. I got yeah, very, I got very excited. I like I like pretty much all their uniforms. Yeah, I do. Next year, I want to see them go away from the black pinstripe and go with the orange pinstripe. Those are my favorite uniforms. Yeah, the softball. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite uniforms. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I like the pinstripes. I like the cream. Yeah, I like the pinstripes, but They're after just, seeing the orange pinstripes, I'd much rather have those. Yeah, it looks more. It looks more Tennessee to me. I'm sure you like it because you know the Yankees, but yeah. Which, I mean, I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks really good, but still. See kind of what it looks like. Yeah, it may not look good on baseball jerseys. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know. I think it. We'll Let's see. try it. I'm, I'm always open to try it. Yeah. So, you have Longwood this weekend on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, this week on Tuesday at 6. Um, then you start up with Wright State on Friday. Um, the, the weekend series before you get into SEC play. Yeah. Also, I don't know who was wearing the uh, the headband. The checkerboard headband looked really good. Whoever that was, I couldn't pull that off. Who was it? I'm out to find. I, I saw it when they posted a picture. I don't. Even th- I don't know if Tennessee posted it. It was on a a uniform Twitter page. Gotcha. But it was it was somebody in the dugout wearing like a you know those like really thick headbands. You know what I'm talking about? I know Zach Daniels wears one. It might have been Zach Daniels, yeah. but he yeah he had a thick headband on that was a uh, checkerboard. It looked really good. <laughs> That's all I got for baseball. Good weekend. Great. great Good weekend for the Vols, like, Vols in general. Basketball gets a win. Baseball gets three wins. Are you ready to be sad? Yeah. All right. Because we got to go to football news next, right? Yeah. (laughs) Let's just briefly talk about it because the thing is, is we can't speculate too much because we don't know anything. I don't think any information has been released about it. I guess I'll take the victory cap off. (laughs) Has any information been released about it? I don't think so. I do know, or... I. I have read where it was between it was a conversation between him and a guy, I guess. Okay. And then the girl gets involved and she's shoved to the ground. That's as much as I know. Did you read that? So I saw someone like kind of post something about that, but I don't know if that was an official police report or specul- like. I, I don't know if that's a police that. report. Okay. That's what somebody so said. You, so I don't. I don't tweet. Know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. maybe potentially the same one. So if you don't know, what we're talking about Darrell Middleton was arrested on Friday evening. Saturday. Saturday evening. Is so Friday, it? it was Saturday morning. Saturday morning, arrested, yeah. yes, and um, was for uh, domestic assault and public intoxication. Yep, which is interesting. I mean, I guess maybe he left the house. Maybe I don't know, uh, or apartment wherever he's at. I don't know, but yeah. um, or was that a bar or something? Oh, was it a bar? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying it. It, it could gotcha. have been. Um, he's arrested, released on bond on Saturday. So the good the good news is that we don't get to talk about it a lot because we don't know what happened yet. We have to just kind of wait for the facts. And mm-hmm. I hope for everybody's sake involved that it wasn't as big of a deal that led to that, like maybe she wouldn't always lead to an arrest. Like hopefully it was something maybe blown out of like hopefully no one got injured and hopefully no one's having to like yeah for everybody's sake. But um, you can't do that, right? Don't put yourself in a position right to to potentially even be arrested in that situation. But just hopefully for everybody's sake, it works out. I, I mean, I don't know. And I'm not saying that just for football. Like you, I don't know why anyone would ever want anyone to be arrested for that or to do that. Like, I think most people, have, when I'm like, I hope it didn't happen, they're like, oh, because he's a football player? No, like, anybody. Yeah. You wouldn't want anybody to do that. Yeah, crime. That. Like, you don't want crime. <laughs> yeah. So, just for Darrell Middleton's sake and everyone involved, hopefully there was, you know, nothing really going on. So, yeah. Hopefully. I, I mean, And, and we'll he, he had a good year for the Vols last year. So, you know, and you I don't know. him to improve, too. Yeah, so sure. you know he had 28 tackles, 15 solo tackles, a sack, a forced fumble. Um, you know he had a good year after you know his first year in Knoxville after doing the um, junior college at Eastern Mississippi Community mm-hmm. College. So 
yeah, you, you want to see what his next step would be. You know, hopefully he's able to take that next step. Hopefully he gets all this kind of figured out, put it past him, and and move on. Absolutely. You have any other football news? Or, well, I, I do. I actually, it's it's not really football news. It's it's something that uh, a player tweeted out, and I thought it was interesting. So I thought we could talk about it. Okay. So Brian Maurer tweeted in due time. I hate speculate on tweets. From my, from I mean, it, it's, it's a it's a video, so it's not like it's it has to be something related to football, right? I mean, I'm sure, but I just you just never know what these dudes are t- talking about. I mean, and let's be clear: Jonathan Combo was not talking about FIFA when he tweeted about hanging up the cleats. Yeah, no. <laughs> we can speculate on that, and I can confidently speculate and say that was not the case. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, who knows what it's about? Because he's tweeted some. Stuff that kind of sounds like, you know, maybe looking at other opportunities. But, like, at the same time, he very he seems to be very committed to being in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, his relationships with everybody else just seems, you know, so far beyond what their relationships with Jerry Garantano is. And maybe it's not. But I guess on social media we see different things. Like, um, Mark West Calloway had a, a post on – Instagram about the the combine. Yeah. And, you know, Brian Maurer is like one of the first persons, first people to comment on. Yeah. He definitely seems like, like he seems very invested in everything about Tennessee. Yeah. So who knows what that's about? Maybe it, maybe he's talking, he's, he may be talking about spring practice in due time. Right. It's coming up. Yeah. So maybe that, who, who really knows? Yeah. I I thought, I definitely thought it was interesting. Somebody tweeted, uh, for all the Vol fans who need to see, Marquez Callaway catching a deep ball in stride. I think one of the Tennessee players responded to it. Just talking trash. I was like, that's funny. Wait, what? Because he had that ball that he caught in stride at the combine. The oh, deep yeah. ball, and someone tweeted, like, for all the Vol fans that need to see Marquez Callaway catch one in stride. That's hilarious. Yep. So, yeah, let's talk about the combine. Sorry, I'm scrolling looking for this tweet now because I'm addicted to finding these jerseys. Oh, okay. And the whoever was there on the headband. But it reminded me, what about South Bowl basketball? You got to talk about the hometown team real quick. Yeah. One by 20 in the region. Who do they they play next? Science Hill in Morristown. Science Hill's good. Science Hill's good. I don't know if they're as good as they normally are, though. And South Bowl Bowl has a good team. They have a ton of talent. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Go win. Um, But, yeah, let's let's talk about the combine real quick. Um Let's talk about the balls real quick. Jawan Jennings posted a four seven two forty. Not the best, but I don't, I don't think really anybody I mean, thought it would be that much better. And I like I th- I think it was a Tennessee player, maybe someone else that tweeted. And I like what they said. I mean, obviously the time's not impressive, but I, it, there's so much tape on Jawan to prove that like that's, and that's why it's hard. Forty times are difficult because obviously it can prove some people are fast, but like you've seen Jawan's game speed, like you know that. He's faster than that forty time per right. se. You know, depending on, like, obviously he's not faster, but he plays faster than what that forty time says he plays. Um, and someone tweeted, and I, and I like this. Um, I don't mean it like negatively. They said all you need to know about that is that Jawan Jennings is running as hard as he can because I think he ran a four seven two four seven three something like that. Yeah, first two times. Yeah, four. Yeah. And they're like, that's all you need to know is the man was running as hard as he could. And that you know he was. Like, you know he wasn't – he wasn't slow because he wasn't trying. Yeah. So I mean, I, I wouldn't – I think you can use him in in so many ways. Like a – you know, I, I feel like he has to be in the right system. But if he's used kind of like the way New Orleans used Taysom Hill. I, I think I kind of want to see him – because he probably could afford to lose some weight if he's going to play – you know, slim down a little bit if he's going to play wide receiver. But I, if he doesn't, if maybe a team wants to bulk him up, I would be interested <laughs> to see him play as a like H back type deal. So I mean, kind of that Taysom mm-hmm. Hill role, not as you know expanded as Taysom Hill's, yeah. but similar to Taysom Hill's role. And 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 I was like, I was like, you can line him up at tight end. And, and, well, so, and that, that's why I, I, I mentioned that. that to somebody, and they're like, well, "How's he going to block?" I'm like, "That dude, he did you he have you seen? Have, have you seen him on the outside block a yeah. DB?" And they're like, well, DB's different. I'm like, yeah, what, 40 pounds he's, different? He's also putting DBs on their backs. He's not yeah. barely blocking them. Right. No, I, I that's why I say H-back, because I think he could be used. So it'd almost be like a utility there in an H-back and a tight end, I think. Yeah, like, it, like a Taysom edge, Hill. Yeah, that's why, yeah, like Taysom Hill, just not, you know, he has a bigger, more expanded role. Maybe Jawan Jennings does see something like that, because he can line up in the backfield. 
don't know if he can throw as well as Taysom Hill, but yeah. So it may be more of just a wildcat option, which you don't see a lot in the NFL, but maybe yeah. you know if, if that's what a team may look for. And I think if he gets on a team, I want him to go to the Patriots. I want him to go to the Patriots because I think Bill Belichick's the only one who will use him correctly. <sighs> you don't like that? I do, but I don't. I feel you, but I think I think he's <laughs> like because I I don't want to put a Patriots jersey in my closet. That's fair, but that's I fair. Probably would. It is Zach Daniels. It's wearing the headband. Yeah, I finally found it. Look at it. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. I couldn't pull it off, but it's, it's pretty sweet. Zach Daniels got has got it pulled off. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I don't I don't think there's a lot of coaches in the NFL I trust to use him correctly. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick will. Yeah. So. And then, um, so Mark West Calloway <coughs> posted a four five five forty. I feel like that's right where we thought Probably. he would be. Honestly, it may be a little bit faster because his speeds. I don't think he has that short, quick speed. Mm-hmm. He's more like he's he's not going to beat you in the first ten yards, but he'll start pulling away. So I guess it, you know forty times you're, you're not going to catch him in a hundred yards. No, you, you might catch. You know, you might be able to tackle him if he's trying to just go twenty. But yeah, so I mean, I, that, that's why I think he, him and Juwan. You know, those two guys can play. Special teams, yeah, um, and and they both you know, they Callaway both. as a returner, he could be he could be used the same way as, and I'm not saying he's as athletically gifted as Cordero Patterson, but he's in a way kind of the same. And he's probably um, more he's definitely a more gifted route runner than oh he's yeah a he's he's a better receiver. He than gives you Cordero more Patterson. offensive weapons than Cordero Patterson. So you have the returner, maybe not as good of a returner, but you also have a guy on your team who threatens you threatens teams elsewhere, not just on special teams. Yeah, and he needs a red zone threat, yeah. which that's. That's becoming going, more and more of a priority is guys that you can just throw it up and that's a touchdown. The man's going to moss you. That's yeah. for sure. 100% sure. Um, And I th- I forget what his his vertical is, like 35 inches, something like that. It's pretty good. Pretty good. You'd honestly think it'd be better. I guess it just shows the kind of strength he plays with to go up and – Yeah. I mean, that's a good vertical, obviously. I just With how with how many DBs he goes up and over. Mm-hmm. But – yeah. Still. And then Dominic Wood Anderson had a four nine two. He looked good in the thirty five inch vertical in that gauntlet drill. Yeah, he looked really good. Which I know that's um, very small. And then Batuli, I don't remember what his forty yard dash was, um, but he did sixteen reps on the bench press. Yeah, bench press was very impressive. Which yeah, I mean, there's there's just some guys who aren't gonna bench well. So yeah, then I think I think Daniel Batuli, you know how strong he is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it'd be nice. I mean, it's kind of like the forty. It'd be nice to. To bench more than that, but I, I don't yeah. think that shows that he's weak. Apparently, Eric Berry is weak. <laughs> like Kevin Durant weight, weak, like weight wise. Like yeah, apparently he used to give. They used to give him a very hard time about how he couldn't put up weight. I don't. If anybody knows if that story's true or not, you can confirm or deny. Yeah. I, again, just spreading rumors. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that rumor. I'm just passing it along. I, don't shoot there the messenger. You there you don't go. shoot the messenger. Um. Also, so two and Burrow are not obviously. Um participating in the combine. So it's come up, you know, the borough to a debate. So who do you take at number one? Bengals. Burrow. Burrow. To, to his injuries. That's it. His talent, I'm not questioning, but yeah. his injuries, that's... Okay, so clean slate. They both Clean slate, I'm probably taking Tua. Yeah. But... I mean, he's probably more gifted as a... I don't even know, because <laughs> Joe Burrow just proves everybody wrong, yeah, so fair, that's why it's fair. hard to just like... Yeah, I guess it's difficult. And... And you say clean slate injury wise, I think I would have to see it. I think we'd have to say clean slate, clean slate at the beginning of this season and see what Tua did last season, at healthy. Yeah, because yeah, you really only had one great year for Burrow. I mean, he had a decent year his junior year, but Tua, you you know, you've seen Tua play great. I think he'd have to prove it again this this past year yeah. for me to for me to confidently. So I say clean slate, I'd take Tua, but I think we'd have to go back a year clean slate, mm-hmm. see him play to for me to confidently say to him. So like so they they said he's cleared and everything like that. Right. So you're but, still you're still taking Burrow over to him? The he might be I mean I'm sure he's cleared to play, man, but he's had ankle problems. Yeah. That terrifies me. He's gonna get hit more, especially if he goes to a bad team. If he, if he goes to a bad team that can't block, he's gonna get hit and injured. Like that's just how it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I think I mean I like Tua. I think he's a good quarterback. I hope he goes to a better situation than Someone you know, a team that doesn't have a good offensive line. If he goes to a team that has a bad offensive line, injury is just a hundred percent. I mean, I I think it's like you're kind of screwed either way with two because I feel like the teams that could get him are probably the Bengals. Obviously, they yeah. could get him if they wanted him, and they don't have a good offensive line. Nope. And then Miami is sitting at five, 
He doesn't they don't either. Mi- he doesn't need to go to Miami. That would be terrible for him. And then the Redskins. I don't. So if if you're the Redskins, Joe Burrow comes off at one to the Bengals. Do you go Chase Young, the best player in the draft, probably, or do you go quarterback? Because I guess Dwayne Haskins just isn't it. Or, or do you do you ride it out with Haskins and and see what you get? I think if Chase Young is there, I take him. Okay. I just don't think you're going to get as dynamic of a player again like Chase Young. Whereas I don't think Joe Burrow and and Joe Burrow, like you said, he's just here to prove people wrong. He could prove me wrong in the NFL. But I just don't think he's a once-in-a-generation player. And Chase Young definitely could be. Yeah. I, it's tough to say. Quarterback is so hard to Quar- – Yeah, quarterback, it's like – I feel like Chase Young has a better body of work than Joe Burrow or Tua. Uh-huh. I don't know. Joe Burrow, it's so hard because Joe Burrow's body of work this year is incredible. But it was really just one year. But it's incredible. It's an incredible one year. Like, it's an all-world right. one year. And, and it and, seems like he could be a once-in-a-generation once player. But, man, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm Joe Burrow and I'm picking between A.J. Green and Boyd and I don't even know who their other – John John Ross – or it's um, Devontae Parker and, God, I don't even know who the... Miami doesn't have anybody, right? Yeah, Jarvis Landry's going I mean, I, I'll go to... If I'm Burrow, I'm not mad about the Cincinnati situation. There's some things you got to get fixed, but when you you talk about A.J., you throw into a guy like A.J. Green could could get you eventually $30 million a year. But then you look at who they're playing twice every year. Fair. they got the Ravens, the Steelers. The Browns have talent. Yeah. If the Browns um, can figure it out in the front office, they'll be yeah. fine. So I mean that that's that's tough because you look at Miami, you have the Patriots, well, and thankfully and they're probably not going to have Tom Brady. You expected that division though, the Bengals division to be terrible this year. If the Ravens hadn't, yeah, balled out, that division would have been atrocious. Like it would have been who want. It's it's not about who wants to win. It's it's who doesn't lose it as bad. Right. If the Ravens aren't as good this year, and you didn't, I don't know if anybody really expected the Ravens to be great, that great. Definitely not that great. I don't yeah. know about great. I mean. Joe Burrow, I'm just saying, when you face the Browns, just watch out. Yeah, you're, you're definitely going to get... <laughs> just watch for the helmets flying. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I feel like Burrow's the obvious choice at number one. I yeah. hope Cincinnati doesn't overthink it. No. Um, I, and Joe Burrow's never publicly said he doesn't want to go to the Bengals, but, man, it kind of seems he doesn't want to go to the Bengals. Yeah. I think he did, he did come out and say, like, if the Bengals draft me, I'm going. Okay. So, not pulling the Eli Manning, Elon yeah, Archie? Be, because like, where do you, where do you go? And it's your and it's your hometown team, man. Yeah, if you tell them you don't want to go there, then Miami is sitting at five, Washington's sitting at uh, yeah two. So I mean, I mean it's you, definitely tough. Yeah, you don't have you're going to get drafted by a team you probably don't necessarily want to play for. So. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't I, have had a great season. Have, yeah, <laughs> easy man. That, that all world season really put you in a tough position. Huh? Yeah. That's um. Cool. Also, I want to mention Isaiah Simmons. Have you seen his combine? No. So he's listed at two, oh, 6'4", 230 pounds. Ran a he had a thirty nine inch vertical, which is better than Marquez Calloway. Okay. He also ran a four three nine forty, which is faster than Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I saw that. That dude's a freak. Yeah. Yep. The Giants at four, they're just like. Then the Giants are getting them. It's either the Giants or the Lions, probably. Yeah. Because Jeffrey Okuda is an, another one. Did you kind of – well, this is my most important, so I'm not going to go into that. But, yeah. We can get into segments if, you, if you'd like. Well, yeah, let's go to segments. Most important. Most important. Let's see here. Got a few. I'll go with my first one because I had a great Saturday. I know I missed the UT game, but it was a special occasion. Nashville SC officially started MLS soccer on Saturday in front of 59,000 people. It was awesome. It was a good atmosphere. Wow. There's a lot of Atlanta fans. I'd say probably like ten to twelve thousand Atlanta fans. But it was a it was a really good atmosphere. Um, my favorite band played before, so that was cool. Got to see them. They only played like four or five songs, if that. Did they win? They did not win. They did lose to Atlanta. Atlanta's one of the best teams in the league, though. So, um, but lost two to one. They did score a goal. That was nice. Um, yeah, that was that was a it was a very fun experience. I'm excited for Nashville. Anytime soccer's growing in the state of Tennessee, it's awesome. Right now, and Chattanooga FC. Played their first professional game this year, or this uh, Saturday. They tied one to one in Oakland, but they played their first professional game. They're in the 
oh, I can't remember what it's called. They're in a, not they're not in the MLS, obviously, and they're not even in the USL, but they are a professional soccer now. So hmm. it's an exciting time for um for chat or for um soccer in Tennessee. And I didn't know this. I don't know how often he's playing. Tim Howard's playing for the USL Memphis team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I don't I don't know how often he does it. I don't know if he's even like officially on the team or if he's like you know, almost just playing when they need him. Yeah. Almost like the emergency backup. I don't know the situation. Um, but I need to try to look it up because I, I saw pictures. So Chattanooga played them in a friendly before the season started, and obviously a bunch of Chattanooga players took pictures with them after because oh, that's cool. Tim F and Howard. <laughs> um. So my.